fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. Hello to all our dads out there and moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Fade You Sports and subscribe to the pod. My name is Matthew James. I have the poop crew with me tonight. I have Chris Duke. Would you have to wait 30 minutes for your food? Yeah, man. Fuck. Yeah, Brussels sprouts. This bitch takes forever, but she brought me a nice strong vodka crayon with it. So I got a little you know, a little buzz going while waiting. Uh, Joe, are you on your period? <laughs> Joe, that doesn't seem like that's in Chris's diet. No, not at all. Yeah, it, it's a real shame, Chris. It's not like they have to cook anything. It's just a bunch of fucking uh, vegetables and shit. That's so. what I said. I said, what the f- what are they doing? Do they pick them fresh for me? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Joe, I hope your day's going better than waiting 30 minutes for Brussels sprouts. <laughs> oh, my day's going great, man. I'm sitting here watching the Giants game and uh, requested this pod because some shit got me fired up. So here we are. Yes, this, this pod was requested. I, so I jumped the gun last time on our one-year anniversary pod. That was episode 59. I said it was episode 60. I lied. This is episode 60. We are recording on August 3rd, 2021. So our goal in August is to bring you guys more content, more pods, um not much going on other than just winding down the baseball season right now we're in the dog days of august as they say yesterday was really a dog day in august we can touch on that here in a second but (laughs) i need my dads to come with me so i moved last week my new apartment is walking distance from the olive garden and i can't (laughs) wait to have my dads come over and have a a taste of italy with me dude i went to olive garden on sunday with my wife she was kind of like freaked out i was like you know what sounds good as hell right now is Olive Garden. She's like, really? I went there, and I'm not gonna lie, it was fucking phenomenal. I <laughs> loved it, and I go, I love like Italian food. I have one like walking distance to my house, dude. I was like, this Olive Garden shit is incredible, and an entire bottle of red wine, seventeen dollars. Like you can't beat that. Yeah, they have the they have the featured wines for seventeen bucks. Uh, they have the like the lunch specials for like unlimited soup and salad and breadsticks. And Oh my God, Chris Duke, if you didn't eat like a rabbit, I'd say yeah. they have everything you would ever dream of. Hey, They do do. They've got the salad. They've got the minestrone unlimited soup and bread. I can eat it all. And then load me up on some red baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, remember in college when we went and did unlimited soup and salad and I had I had to go number three for like two days after that because we ate so much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, also, Good we already have, yeah, man. we're uh, I think we're three minutes in to this one. We already have our episode title. Load <laughs> you up with some red, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right. So uh, now I'm thinking about Italian food. Anyway, Joe, you have a play tipping off right now, and I wanted to to touch on this because. I tweeted this out yesterday after all the minus 260 faves lost and people just people want football back. People are dying to degen and have action. You got people betting on Olympic handball like Chris Duke is looking at. Like People just want action. <laughs> Baseball is hard. And I want everybody to remember this. Like if someone tells you they're up like 
50 units on the baseball season. They're probably lying. It's a really hard sport to bet. Joe, everything, every number that you could possibly look at points you towards that first five over in the Giants D-backs, which just started, and it might not win. And we, uh, need to, and we need to remind people that, like, yeah, every number backs it up, but it might not be a winner, and that's baseball. You're going to have weird shit happen like you're under yesterday in, what was it, Phillies Nationals? Phillies Nats, one-to-one going into the seventh. I had under nine, and I was, like, feeling pretty damn good. I think action had it at, like, 96% winning. And I was like, oh, this should be fine. Nope. They scored six runs in the ninth inning and flew over, which is just great. And I even put on Twitter, like, with this handicap of this game, I was like, let's just keep it simple. I'm not digging into it. Both pitchers have dog shit stats in Arizona. Let's just fire a first five over five and just see what happens. Giants just had two runners on and hit a screamer to into the shift. So no shift there. It's one zero Giants, but yep. it's all good. They're, they're, they're seeing Bumgarner well. Yeah, and – it's worth repeating, like Bumgarner has shitty career numbers in Arizona. He did back when he was on the Giants. Uh, he clearly hasn't been the same guy with the D-backs. Cueto has like a five road ERA and an 8-10 ERA this season at Chase Field. Every 349 opponent batting average, like every number you look at says this game should go over. Both starting pitchers should give up runs. But again, in baseball, Sometimes the numbers don't add up. You get weird shit yesterday, like the Orioles blanking the Yankees. So just yeah. don't go overboard with baseball in August. Like just hang on till football season. Chris, even Den isn't going overboard in baseball right now. <laughs> I'm right. sure he wants to, though. He probably does. He's just waiting. Snell being a huge dog today. Right. He's waiting for when his Padres aren't laying minus 180 or 200. He wants like a dog roll. Not they were like it. plus 140 today or some shit. Were they? Oh, against the A's? Yeah, yeah it was smelling. It's because the, yeah. uh, the NL MVP isn't in the lineup, so. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Even though and... Chris says my, my plus 750 Tatis MVP that's minus 150 right now is a square future. Okay. Well, he tore his labia, so he's done. He's done that four times this season, and he's come back every time. He's coming back. I'm going to catch that, and you're going to pay me. <laughs> I'll do a couple S-words for you, Father. Oh, I'll do them with you. Can't wait. Um, let's talk about futures. Chris, you – no, Chris, you don't have an epic future. You would never have an epic future. Joe has an epic future. <laughs> Joe. Talk about your yeah. Gosman Cy Young future. When did you play it? What did you play it out? And how hard are you right now when you look at that? So right before the podcast, I went and looked back at my uh, my bet here. Oh, leadoff double for the D-backs. Let's go score some runs for your dads. Um, I placed Gosman to win the Cy Young on May 30th. So that's like two months into the season. And I got him at 35 to 1 which was epic because Gosman was just dealing then. And he's come, he's been kind of shitty lately, but I think there's a ton of value in finding a guy like that rather than firing. DeGrom at the time was like minus 200, which is stupid because obviously you're going to lay a shitload of juice for a guy that could go down and look what happened. He's pretty much dead for the Cy Young unless he just deals for the last month of the season. But yeah, I mean – that right now we checked it this morning. Gosman's sitting at four to one. So I mean, I wouldn't fire at four to one, but you know, I'm just saying you can take a shot at those guys with longer odds early in the season rather than laying juice for a 
you know, DeGrom. It's, I, mean, I feel like that's more intelligent of a bet. Well, and what you could do right now too, Joe, is because, I mean, the books have no clue who's going to win the Cy Young. DeGrom, because when you make that bet, you're thinking, okay, DeGrom's probably winning the Cy Young. But what if he gets hurt? What if he misses time? Who's another guy at long odds that could do it? And you're in a position where if this field narrows a little bit, you could have some really epic hedge opportunities too. Now you're a Giants fan. You're probably not going to hedge it, but when you make a long shot future like that and not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we're going to talk about this a little bit with NFL, you put yourself in a really nice position where you can hedge and and make money no matter what. And that's what you're trying to do on futures. Yeah. Yeah, There's nothing better than being able to hedge a bet. That's not, you know, you're not giving away half your income here. I got 35 to fucking one. So do I give a shit about putting a hundred bucks or 200 bucks on a different pitcher to do it at the end of the year? No, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Chris, anything else you want to add on futures? I mean, this goes really well as a nice segue into like NFL divisions and things like that. Anything else you want to add on futures? I just want to tell you, I resent the, uh, the remark you made about, I would never, cause I, I have before. <laughs> it's just very rare. Okay. What's your, what's your best future? Well, you got a big future you've won. Uh, I think I hit nothing like Joe's 35 to one. I think I for sure hit like a six or seven to one, um, on like a, someone to win like the NBA or, or MLB, but I haven't fucked with one, something like a Cy Young or MVP like you guys. So. I mean, the Merce yeah. almost, he almost gave it to us with Louie <laughs> yeah. in the U.S. Open. He was, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, well, our anteater father had the, he had a hundred bucks on the Niners to win the Super Bowl the year they went. And he had it at like 30 to one or some shit oh. like that. And his oh. big bald self didn't hedge. He was like, fuck it. They're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't give a fuck. And he didn't hedge. Mm. And oh, shit. Gave that away, but you know. What a ride. Yeah, just futures are, are really interesting. I mean, again, a lot of people are going to be firing NFL divisions. A lot of people are going to be firing Super Bowl. A lot of people are going to be firing uh, college football playoff, and uh, NFL MVP, all that stuff. So we'll, we'll continue this futures discussion as we move forward here through August. Chris, Den on a pretty good hiatus right now. We probably won't get too much action from him before that first weekend in September when we get back into college football? Yeah, probably not that much. I think he will, uh, he likes to fire. Like, I mean, it was weird. Cause that remember that one few days stretch, he like kept firing. It was cause obviously his birth, I think it was birthday. He was drinking. <laughs> he got a free place. So he was firing. I was like, Oh, maybe he'll get into firing more MLB, but we just haven't seen it. So, uh, I'll try to poke the bear a little bit. Say, hey, would you like anything tonight soon and see if he texts me something. Is Den coming to the batch? Uh, I I told him to try to make one day so we could all black with him at, at the Pachangi and uh, see if we could all see his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be uh, hard not to slip up and be like, hey, when are you going to fucking send us some winners, Den? <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have nine or eleven plays NFL week <laughs> yeah. for the first Sunday. <laughs> Shit, if I have nine or eleven in the fucking ten o'clock window. Yeah, probably that first that first window. Dear God. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, baseball, you know, we're winding down. It's a long month. 
don't piss your bankroll, save it for football so you can fade them with us. And and that's going to be great. So we want to take a really quick break here. And then we have a lot of NFL we want to talk about. So we'll come right back with that. All right, we're back with some NFL talk. Like I said, we're recording early August. Training camps have been going here for about a week, and there are already some pretty major storylines, and ESPN can't stop talking about Carson Wentz and how the Colts season is over, and, oh, their first five games are so hard, and they'll be lucky to get out of that two and three. What's going on with Wentz, Joe? I know you've been looking into this. So, yeah, this was the whole reason why I requested this podcast, because all I heard on everything, like you just said, was people just saying, oh, the Colts season is over, blah, 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 blah. Especially that fucking idiot Scott Farrell with his dumbass voice was saying the same thing. He's like, oh, they got to make a trade. Blah, blah. I'm like, dude, how fucking dumb are people? I don't understand the, the media just – well, I understand it because they're trying to get clicks, but it's just bullshit. So I had to dig into this and see, you know – what the whole deal is so I, I look back here i looked at an espn article from 2018 which is the year after the eagles won the super bowl when wentz was likely to going to win the mvp before he got hurt so at his best according to the westgate superbook Wentz starting was worth 3.5 points to the spread okay this is what a lot of like betters like younger betters or new betters don't understand is like these players they're worth to the spread. It, it, they can quantify that like books can. Very so, small. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when they're like saying Quinn and Nelson goes down, right? The, the guard. That's not going to change the spread one fucking bit. And yeah. now, so Wentz, his MVP, basically his MVP self was worth three and a half points last year. So then, you know, let's look at last season, right? His QBR was 49.5. 50 is an average league average quarterback. So he's, League average. How many points do you think he's worth then? One? A half? Not a even half. one. Yeah. Yeah. Not, maybe. So what's the overreaction? You know, what? Like, so then I'm like, okay, cool. I'll look at the spread for week one. Seattle minus two and a half, right? Or three in some some other shops. When they open that back up, I guarantee you it's still three or three and a half. But the public's going to steam that fucker to four, four and a half for us poopy better is to take the Colts week one cash that bet but I'm just saying like people need to understand that like just because the quarterback goes down it's not like they're dead you know in some cases maybe but as far as betting against the spread like prime time wins was only three and a half points now he's maybe one like we said not to mention not to mention he doesn't play defense and the Colts had a top 10 defense last year so you know that's a good um, I was point. just looking. Yep, and and I'm just looking into this, right? And then I'm like, all right, Seattle has a shitty offensive line, league average defense. Seattle probably wins, obviously, but to say Wentz is a huge adjustment to that spread is just a public narrative that we can all fade. We'll love that. It's going to steam up to four, four and a half. Not a problem. We'll take the Colts and cash that bet. The dens of the world are going to be all over Seattle first quarter, first half, and full. Right? Can we agree on that? <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, to put it in perspective, too, like you said, before the Wentz injury, it was Colts minus two. So now it's been about approximately a four point swing. We've already we've already talked that it's probably max a one point. So now you're getting a field goal advantage. And then, like you said, Joe, if it then goes over that critical number of three, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, is he really a five point? Like, no. And then 
you know, are, are you kidding me? So that's a good point. And then you talk about, you know, laying points on the road and stuff like that. I mean, like you said, we know that, that the Seattle team, I mean, look at the fucking Steelers the other year, they went eight and eight a year or two ago. Was it last year when they, when they lost, uh, not last year, the year before they lost yeah. big Ben. they've got fucking two dog. They got Mason and, uh, the other guy getting his Doc head. They're going 500. Everyone's like, don't have a quarterback yet they're still winning games so it's like like be careful with putting so much uh emphasis on one player yeah and, you, unless it's aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah there's there's outliers obviously yeah. um i looked up like the most the book the the player that the books respected the most was like i believe it was peyton manning in like 2015 or whatever when he was on the broncos and they scored like a billion points they said he was worth nine and a half points towards the spread which was pretty fucking incredible but that's wow. that's way different than somebody like Carson Idiot Wentz, who can't stay healthy anyways, who probably isn't going to play the whole season anyways. So, yeah. I don't know. People just are very short-sighted when it comes to this shit. And also, one one last point. Uh, Seattle last season, the last 10 games of the season were 3-7 and seven against the spread, and full season 2-6 and six against the spread on the road. You know, now we have fans, bigger factor. I think this screams Colts week one. And it brings up a, another good point. These professional people need to realize professionals don't bet on players. Most of them, a lot of them bet on value and numbers, right? So all, all of us look at it and we go, well, fuck the values on the Colts where the average better is like, fuck it. Wentz is out. The Seattle's a better team. They've got Russell Wilson. And it's like, Okay, but I, and I asked Matt earlier, I said, who is the backup quarterback for it? But it doesn't matter for me. I'll take Colts blindly. I'll just be like, the value's there. A home dog catching over a field goal, give it to me, you know? Yeah, and you can look at, like, uh, Bill Krakenberger in that uh, HBO documentary. He's like, I couldn't name 15 players in the NFL. I don't give a <laughs> shit who's on the team. I'm looking right. for value. And that's, I, that's the best way to do it. Obviously, he's successful. It's something our mom – Kelly would say if someone said, Oh, you're dumb. Why, why you can't take the Colts without Wentz. And I know exactly what she would say. She said, I don't care. I, I, I don't bet teams. I bet numbers. Yeah. Like you guys are saying, that's, that's what the pros do. That's what the sharpest people in the world do. Does that mean it's a guaranteed winner? No, of course not. But it's a good value play. Like Chris was saying. So, and the other thing too, Joe, I mean, we're recording this on August 3rd, wait, wait four more weeks. When this narrative keeps going, I mean, they're they're already talking about, oh God, what can the Colts do? Can they trade for Nick Foles? I saw tonight Philip Rivers hasn't ruled out returning. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it's so, so stupid. It is so fucking stupid. It, for the next month, it's gonna be the sky is falling, the Colts are done, hammer the Titans to win the division, and just let's wait and watch what happens. You think you're, you think you're getting value on the Colts now after this news, wait till this no, narrative I, keeps churning for right. another four and a half weeks. Dear God. Right. Yeah. I, dude, I love, uh, that's going to be a contest play for me. Shout out to uh, my fat ginger friend, Jared. We're going to be uh, doing a contest <laughs> together. Uh, we actually got our, the name of our team or our pick set already. It's we're going to be the vanilla gorilla pick set. <laughs> and uh i just had to take that mma fighters uh nickname from over the weekend if anybody watched the ufc on on saturday there's a guy named vanilla gorilla and i had to bet on him just because of his name and it cashed so it was good and i love that name it's incredible 
Nice. Love it. We also want to talk about um, some win totals because these are going to be really popular ones that people bet. I'm showing Chiefs 12 and a half, and I'm showing Bucks 12. <laughs> now, we love narratives here at Fade You. We just kind of talked about that one with, oh, Wentz is done, the Colts are dead. So you got a couple things going on. Let's let's do Bucks first because they're the defending champs. All right. I love Mike Lombardi, but on his pod, he goes, I'd play the Bucks over. I'm looking down their schedule and I don't see five losses. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, they're the Super Bowl champs. Of course, you're going to look on paper and not see five losses. All right. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier with DeGrom and Cy Young. Yeah, he should win. But what could go wrong that could make this not work out? I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be anything more square this season than Bucks over 12. The narrative yeah. is out there that they return every single starter on both sides of the ball. Brady put out that dumbass video of him throwing the ball into the jugs machine last week. <laughs> I mean, everybody's going to be on this over. Chris. Yeah, never ever heard of a Super Bowl hangover. Seriously, yeah. Chris, make the case for Bucks under 12 wins. Well, fuck. I mean, I'm I'm always going to be the the guy that's going to fade what you'd ought to think, you know, <laughs> because we say, you know, Dan Dan often bets this way. Dude, this team looks good. This team looks good. Like I, I, I got to ride them or you know, they're good. They're better, right? Just that they're, they're better. They're better, yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> just good. You know, they've got Brady, they've got weapons. They won, they're proven. So, I'm always going to be the one that says fade that, fade you if you will, even at fade you sports. So it's, you know, I'm going to take it right now. I'm looking at one of our books and it's pretty enticing to take the under cause it's got the over really juiced. So it probably deter, but it's also 11 and a half. So um, like you said, the, the books that have 12 are going to be a little more enticing to take the over. Um, but that segues us into kind of a, the chiefs also Matt, because our book has, the over at theirs at even money. So that's just another thing that people amateurs mm-hmm. might look at. Oh, I can, I can not lay juice and get the chiefs over, you know, like, Oh, sign me up. Right. Joe, what say you, what would you say to the guy who goes into the sports book and grabs his win total sheet and he's got his little schedule that he got mailed to him and he's looking at the buck schedule and, I, I just don't see five losses on here. I I don't see how they lose five games. Look at their division. Drew, Drew Brees is gone. Carolina's still rebuilding. Atlanta's a mess. Like, of course they're going to go over. What do you say to that person? I would say, how many wins did they have last season? Uh, 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to mention they most fucking lost in the divisional round against the Saints. You guys remember that shit? Yep. So, yep. you know, it's, you know, they were a very volatile team. So it's, they, I honestly, they could win 15. I could see it. Is it probable? No, I would, I would more lean toward 10 and seven, that kind of shit too, you know? And don't get us wrong here. We're not telling you to just blindly bet the under we're none of us are going to be on bucks over 12 wins. I can guarantee you that right now. That's about the squarest that you can make. Um, and just because something is square, that doesn't mean you have to fade it and bet the opposite. Are we going to look for the right spots to fade the Bucks during the season? Hell yeah. 
They're going to be one of the most oh, public yeah. team. I mean, Chris Den's going to be on the Bucks probably at least every other week. They're going to be the most public <laughs> team one. of the year. Week one, he's going to be all over them. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I understand where Lombardi's coming from. I mean, they play Falcons week two. Everyone and their mom's going to be on them. Then they got the Eagles on, you know, their dog shit. Then they got Chicago at home. They'll be a, close to a touchdown fave there. And then you got, you know, they play the Giants and they play, the, like you said, they play the lowly Panthers twice. I mean, yeah, they're just going to be favorites all the whole time. People are going to run to the window and lay the minus four, minus five all day. So I'm we're gonna just, miss. I'm gonna miss my dad, Teddy Two Gloves, on the uh, <laughs> on the Panthers, being able to bet him and cover a billion spreads. Yeah, being able to bet him plus thirteen and a half at Kansas City and have that yeah. go down to a field goal to tie the game, almost fucking win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> love it. So, just what we're trying to really illustrate here is identify the teams that the public is going to hammer every week: Bucks, Chiefs. Maybe not week one, but typically Cowboys. And don't auto-fade them, but pick your spots. And so we're just trying to point out some of the traps here. Like, the books didn't hang a 13, they hung a 12. And and people are going to think, oh, there's an extra game now for them to get that other win. Well, there's also extra game they could lose. So make yep. sure you're looking at it both ways. Now, as far as the Chiefs go, you have a couple narratives here. You have the Andy Reid narrative that he's gone over the win total. I think every season he's been the coach of the Chiefs. So of course, they're going to go over again. They have Mahomes. They invested in their offensive line this offseason. Uh, but on the flip side of this, you have the Super Bowl loser narrative, too. So, I mean, I, I know neither of you are going to be running to the window to bet Chiefs over 12 and a half, but a lot of people will. Joe, I'll let you start first on this one. Um, it's, I think the big thing is if Mahomes could always get hurt and there's not a lot of, to, to win that many, they have to go 13 and four like that. That's not a, a lot of room for fuck ups or injuries. You know, that's, that's tough. Plus I'm just looking at Warren Sharp's book. Shout out. Badass, badass dude. Everybody should follow him. Uh, Chiefs were eight and one in one score games last season, which is yeah. pretty fucking incredible. You know, those could have easily gone four and five, six and two. There's, you know, eight, six and three. I mean, they, you know, there, there's – it's hard to win an NFL game and to win 13 or 17 is pretty fucking hard even for the god Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, crazier things have happened. I would just – I just – like you said, I think it's square and you're not going to get a lot of value betting the over because there's just – your your pathway to winning that is way smaller than a lot uh, – an under. And Chris, I mean, I don't know if people remember this. The average better probably doesn't, but the Chiefs were horrendous against the spread down the stretch last season. They were winning games, but they were consistently inflated favorites. And surprise, surprise, they're going to be inflated favorites in many of their games again this season. So, okay, let's say maybe you don't want action on the win total. You can absolutely pick your spots fading this team because it's another public perception team. Oh, Mahomes is the goat. I can't fade Mahomes. Uh, yeah, you can, and you can actually make money doing that. So explain yeah. that. One in eleven against the spread on the last eleven games. Wow, for the Chiefs, one in eleven, and Den was probably on him eighty percent of the time. I think he was. I mean, the game we just talked about, he was all over him against the Panthers. You know, Super Bowl too, right? Super Bowl as well. 
Yeah, we could go back and look. I know that they were laying seven, eight. You know, they had a lot, like you just said, they had a lot of close games that they were laying about a touchdown and they'd squeak out of. Oh, I think um, against the one against the Falcons rings a bell. Remember that one? Falcons almost beat them. Oh, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they were Raiders, catching, I think, 11 Ra- or something. Like Raiders on Monday Night Football, right? In Vegas. Remember that? Pat, Patrick Mahomes threw a touchdown with like fucking 10 seconds left to Travis Kelsey to get to win. And then that was on I don't uh, remember. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, no, that was, um, fuck, I can't remember, but we were on Raiders and we cashed it. So it would have probably been part of their 1-11 run at the end of the season. I swear they had one on Thanksgiving, too. I remember watching. Um, I was in I was in Palm Desert with the family. I think they were laying like seven or eight against the Raiders, and they squeaked one out again. I don't know. I think they didn't cover against the Raiders either game last year. But, yeah, it just goes to show you. Um, yeah, I'm going to probably actually, now that we're talking about it, I actually really like that. And then, you know, Joe made a good case. Fucking 13-4 and four is hard. I think I'm going to. I'm going to check our books and find the best line I can get and probably take that under 12 um, and a half. And, and uh, I can see them being 12 and five for sure. They're kind of, they just want to stay healthy. You know, they've been there the last two years. They kind of want They're not just going to, you know, they might take their foot off the gas. Although Andy Reid never really does that, but I can see this just being like a 12 and five season for them. They, they get in the playoffs. They do their chief thing, Andy Reid, but um, we're definitely going to be fading them. And I love the hook, too. That's beautiful. If it was just 12, I mean, then you can make an argument with me. You know, you can go 12 and 5 and push that shit. But having the the hook is is great. The other thing, too, you can add with the Chiefs, too, is you can look at their division that's definitely gotten a lot tougher the past couple of years. You have the Chargers, who are obviously an up-and-coming team with a humongous upgrade at head coach. I mean – yeah. You two idiots would be an upgrade at head coach over Anthony Lynn. So <laughs> oh, you have a huge upgrade at coach. You have Herbert, who's looking like a future star. So the Chargers are going to be right there with Kansas City when they play each other. The Raiders are scrappy as fuck against Kansas City. They beat them outright oh, one yeah. game last year. And then they took them wire to wire, matched them score for score in the other meeting. And then the Broncos are probably – one of the best rosters in the NFL, except for a quarterback. So that defense is going to be really good and they're loaded. So um, yeah, you can't they, just, yeah, you yeah. can't just pencil in the chiefs for going five and one in their division games. Like that is I mean, not they, a given at all. Look at this too. I mean, they're going to go to, they're going to play Cleveland at home. They're going to go to Baltimore on the road. They're going to go to the bills at home. Oh, yes, that's fine. They got to go play the Titans away they got to go they host the Packers then they got and then the last game of the season they're going to Denver which is always a hell of a game you know dude don't they have Cleveland at home week one yes you think the Browns will be motivated for that one no shit especially that one playoff game I will 100% be on (laughs) yeah I will take what color is poop <laughs> I will, I'll take a triple S if Chris Duke doesn't have Browns and his contest plays week one. And I'll probably take a double S if Den's not on the Chiefs. Yeah, for sure. Jeez. All right. This is good stuff. We have all of August to talk about what's going on in the NFL. And I mean, just the last thing I wanted to really talk about on the NFL, and, and I saw this, this apparently was a headline today, and it's just an absolute joke. Giants fight in training camp, right? 
mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is in the pile at a camp fight in New York. Joe Judge <laughs> made him run hundred yard sprints, and and the Giants are in turmoil. It's like that is an absolute load of shit. All right, yeah, nobody gives a fuck. Just it's so dumb. Stay off ESPN.com. They're gonna make up these fake headlines and it's fake news and fake stories that doesn't matter on August 3rd. The Giants aren't in trouble week one because there was supposed fight at training camp. All right. Just filter out the BS. And this is obviously really applicable to fantasy football, too. Like I saw Stafford left the Rams practice yesterday with a hurt thumb. And people are like, oh, I I got to move Stafford down down my rankings. Like, please stop overreacting to every sentence that comes out of training camp. It's just, I mean, it's August 3rd. There's another month of this. Yeah, I mean, the same thing. Everybody's fulminating over Trey Lance. Like, yeah, fucking he throws a 30 yard bomb to IU and it's just just all over. Oh, he's the next guy is Jimmy G. And it's like, dude, shut the hell up. Like. What's the everybody just calm down? Like nobody cares unless Trey Lance is going to start over Jimmy G. Then maybe, but other than that, who cares? Joe, that's all one video. Like that's exactly where I was going to go next because it happens so much with rookies. Like you're going to see a a report Lance shows off cannon on 40 yard bomb to IU. It's like, okay, he had he made a good throw in a non-padded practice. Can we just like, can we slow the roll here a little bit on the hype machine? So just, it's, it's really important here as we're in early August to just make people understand tune out 99% of this bullshit. Okay. The, the stuff you want to look at is the stuff that the public ignores, like injuries to offensive linemen injuries in the trenches. Like those are the things you want to pay attention to as we get into week one, not, a wide receiver, you know, his shoe came untied when he was running a curl route. Like that's just yeah. tune out, tune out 90% of the BS. Agreed. Amen. All right, dads. We have anything else? Yeah. So I got a new segment I want to talk about with my dads. I think you guys will get a kick out of this one. It's kind of fun. Um, it's called uh, shit football fans say that don't bet sports. <laughs> can also be applied to like new people people are trying to get into sports that don't understand betting on them uh so basically i just put together some phrases i texted a bunch of buddies that you know know football but don't bet and wanted to see like you know get their say on this so obviously the first thing you guys just throw them out there i have a whole list here but the first one i had is uh i can't bet against my team <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah. Or, or another one, Joe, I can't bet on the game if my team's playing. They don't want to ride them or fade them because they're that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, no way the Chiefs lose. They <laughs> score a lot. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, you only win 55% of your bets. That's not good. Wow. <laughs> That's not any good. I, I only like overs. I like points. Mr. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say Merce. Team yeah. totals. Team total. Shout out team totals. <laughs> All right. Team totals. Add them on. Uh, everybody is on, like, whatever side or whatever team, whatever. Everybody's on whatever. It must be the right side, right? Wow. That's, shout out to our <laughs> uh, our pregame shows for that. I mean, we love nothing better than that Thursday night game when it's, like, 
Titans, yeah. Jaguars, and the whole panel is on Titans. That's that's one and of my favorite things in the way. world. Oh, yeah. God, and then it's like a Jags wire to wire cut. That's one of my favorite yeah. things ever. When it's like dumbass Michael Irvin, other dumbass <laughs> Steve Smith, other dumbass, like just all of people who don't bet. Rico. Yeah. Yeah. So that shout out to those guys. Yeah. Everybody's on this side. It must be the right side. Oh my God. Yeah, that there you have to bet it now. How many yeah. how many times do you think that happens? <laughs> uh that's the kicker. I, now I need it. Now I need to be yeah. on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I have to bet 110 to win 100. That's not worth it. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, yeah, or what do I, I – I love when they ask me, hey, Chris, I want to put 100 on this. Like, what, what's my payout? It's like, yeah. uh, well, do you do you see the plus 130? Do you see the minus 110? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, I'm going to win this 18 parlay. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> Uh, teasers are easy. Why don't you bet those? Oh yeah. my god, so easy! If you really want to make Kelly mad, tell her you're going to tease a college football total. <laughs> I mean, teasing any total is kind of fucking dumb, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, the QB is going to throw for a million yards. He has to go over. <laughs> I like that one oh, just yeah. because you know. People just forget you can look at the unders when you're betting, like, you know, player props. Literally any prop. Yes. Because every, I bet you of the action on player props, like 80% of the money is always on the over, you know? Yeah. Every Super Bowl, you have John Murray on there, and he's like, yeah, we need all the unders and all the props. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We need all the unders. Yep. Uh, And then Jared added this one in for me, too. Uh, he said, uh, chasing losers by doubling down your, your next bet by doubling your unit. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> exactly. What could go wrong? But that's all I have. I don't know what else you guys can add to that. But I just thought it was comical to put this list together. I was giggling to myself. No, those are great. Those that's are great. great. We'll, we'll definitely revisit those ahead of week one. I'm sure we'll have some <laughs> others to add. I mean, it's these are the people we need to help. We yes. need to help people not bet dumb. We need to help people not fire Mahomes over 297 yards. Like, right. Yeah. They're inflated. That number is that number for a yeah. reason. People love points. People love their fantasy teams. People love overs. Oh, yeah. So, oh, and he boy. might go over. Like, like Matt said, we're not trying to deter that. Yes, he might in that game. But usually player props have a little juice. So even if he goes, eight and eight you know or now obviously there's a 17th game so you can't go 500 anymore but even if he goes almost 500 you're laying minus 115 minus 20 minus 130 you're not going to get a good return we're just trying to figure out how to get a nice return if you're going to bet sports not give the book your juice the other thing people are going to do is they're going to see a receiver injured in in the you know so-and-so's ruled out on Devontae Adams is ruled out on Friday. Oh, boy. Lazard's for sure going over. I'm right. going to bet whatever the number is, I'm going to bet over. It's already baked in, you idiot. You are not going to – I tell people this all the time who don't bet. You are not going to out-information the odds makers, all right? They have more information than we will ever have. You're not – Whatever you know, yeah. they already know. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not going to out-research the book. It's just – that's not going to happen, so – just don't if you think you are stop 
<laughs> and, and reevaluate yeah. the way you bet. Yeah. Uh, lots more to add throughout the month. Dads, this was great. I think I'm going to go to Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Google where one close to me is. <laughs> All right. little update here. The Twins had the first – so I'm on the Twins because I hate myself. I got it right here too. <laughs> and they're, uh, they had the first two on in the ninth against Hembree. The Reds have the third worst bullpen in baseball this season. And they went strikeout first, so we still got two on. The D-backs have put up three in the second. Yeah, let's go. Oh, shit, they just hit a bomb? No, it was a two-run oh, double. Ask Drupal. Your boy, go. Chris. Your boy. Ask Drupal. Ask Dribble, hell yeah! <laughs> how about how about a little update on Tiger Cox? Oh, I haven't looked at that one. I've been concerned the with Tigers the Tigers are three outs away. We okay. Let's go. Just don't. We don't need extras in that. Come on, no, whoever's yeah. pitching. No, we Just... we had that last night with Giants D backs. Yeah. Oh, don't need extras. God. <laughs> extras are the so looking good. It looks good uh, so far for a little bit of. Poopy, yeah, we'll see. And Joe, your uh, first five. Look at the Diamondbacks trying to do their part. We'll see if the yeah. I hope they hit a bomb system. here, and then we can just hope that they can figure this shit out. But yeah, two runs away ain't bad with two two innings to go. Well, three innings, I guess. Well, we're gonna yeah. call it a pod. Hopefully, we have a couple of B words shortly. So for Chris and Joe, we will be back soon with some more football talk. And everybody, cross your fingers for Joe's Gosman ticket. That could be godly chris just remind everybody sometimes what happens when you bet on poop you're gonna get a little bit of a poopy result this is fade you